0: Welcome in another, the last episode. I was going to say another, but the last episode of League of Ordinary Gentlemen. I know we're two weeks behind, but Christmas had things kind of busy for everybody in the new year. So, again, welcome in our new reigning champion, Doug Appleby, owner of Crows Before Hoes. Thank you. Thank you. Give him a little applause there. And Sean Stone, as always, uh, to to help finish out some information on what happened this year. We're gonna, we'll recap uh, the championship and how... Billy Baker somehow swallowed his vortex of suck. Um, we'll go through a couple other things. We'll keep it a surprise. But, welcome to the show, guys. We'll finish this up. Let's just jump right into the, a recap of the of the, uh, of the championship. It's 99.1 to 60.2. Not overly great games out of either team. Um, but Larry Fitzgerald with 20 points leading the way for Crows Before Hoes. He gets 12 out of Stefan Diggs. Solid game out of Kareem Hunt and Le'Veon Bell. So Kareem Hunt came on late. Um, actually left 22 points on the bench with Jimmy Garoppolo against Jacksonville, which nobody saw coming.
1: That's kind of exciting for next year, right? Like Jimmy Garoppolo oh, is yeah. going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, He's going to be so good. I, I, I kind of expect big things out of San Francisco next year, yeah, and I don't yeah. know if I should. Well, I think it's
1: also because he didn't get traded to the Browns. Yeah, that is a real big thing. That he he has to be good. Yeah, it's probably why he won a game.
0: Yeah, Uh, we have the first two of the first four picks, four of the first thirty-five picks in the draft, and I'm pretty sure we're going to fail in all of them. Why win in February when you can win in late April? Yeah, right. Well, I'll finish this out. Case Keenum with a nine-point win, a nine-point sketch of the season, no doubt. Yes, for a touchdown in a. Thirty-four to six, but that was kind of all she wrote for him. He left twenty-five points on adventure with Bilal Powell. That was an interesting play. Nobody's a terrible performance <laughs> by Billy. And I, I mean, he didn't put up points all year long, though. So you guys kind of saw that coming.
1: One of the playoffs. One, his success was with the add of Kenyon Drake, and then that's digits
0: with with Drake. Yeah,
1: I mean, the, I would say that because of LaShawn McQuade, uh, that's what it all kind of lived by for him.
0: Yeah, and I'm still wondering why. Brandon Cooks are being started on his team too. Um, he scored a touchdown the week before, though. Yeah, so I mean, week, like, yeah, but there's
1: there's there's some Yeah, but, but look
0: at him. So the week before he had 14, right? Then the week before that was 2.5, and then he had 12 against Pittsburgh, then 3.8, then 2.2. He's just very sporadic, and he's so like I guess I get it, but to me there were so many better options out there. You're holding Marcus Mariota on your bench. You're holding three quarterbacks. You don't need three. You don't need – I understand why you're holding Watson. But if you're not going to play Marcus Mariota, they there were some have. pretty good wide receivers yeah. on the waiver wire. Yeah. Uh, and he still chose to play a, kind of a boomer bust versus Buffalo. Um, I mean, I guess I kind of get it. I, I just haven't been high on Brandon Cooks all year long. To me, he's just kind of been a uh, Deshaun Jackson in mm-hmm. his prime kind of mm-hmm.
2: guy. hmm I've got cooks in another league, and he just was killing me every week. You know, just yeah. Y- you think he's in a good spot, and then they come out and run the ball forty times, and he doesn't do anything.
0: Exactly. Like their their game script have been, especially with how he utilized his running backs a lot more this year than any, than ever before. Yeah. Which just goes to show you can't you can't predict what's going to happen. The only guy that you can predict what's going to happen is Tom Brady and Gronk. As, yeah, and Gronk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the only two guys on that team that you can say, okay, I know what he's going to do every <clears throat> single week. Right. Um, I mean, even guys like Rex Burkhead, who had a great season, uh, or Dion Lewis. I mean, Deion Lewis would put up two, and then he put up twenty-five because he got twenty carries. He's got all the, all the ability. But you just never know what's going to happen with a New England team, uh, other than just those two guys. Mm-hmm. But either way, there's, uh, there, there's, I, I'm pretty sure there were a lot of guys that could have played instead of him. I don't know what what you guys think on that. But I'm just, I'm not a fan of. Uh, I'm not a fan of, of Brandon Cooks.
2: Yeah, he just kind of Billy kinda just slowed down on waivers there it seemed at the end. I, I don't know if he just felt good about what he had. But Maybe something else was going on in his life. He just maybe
1: he didn't care that much. He just No, he no, won't that's not it. I texted him a lot. He I'm pretty to beat sure
0: you. he you wanted to win. <clears throat> it was only, only one it was only a championship he was in. Yeah. But
2: yeah, never got off the bus. So. Never
0: got off it was ugly. I don't <clears> even <throat> want to talk about that either. You're yeah. making me upset
2: in my flex. It didn't matter, but choosing Diggs over uh over Golden Tate. I, if Keenum was going to have a good game, then hopefully I would soak up some of that with Diggs. Um, but you
1: it I mean, out. yeah, the the opposition was is good plays um and those well, Diggs' motion to the outside this season were talented.
0: Yeah, player. I think Diggs is a, is a better mm-hmm. play. I like Diggs a lot. Um he only had a couple of down. I've got him in another league, and he, he was an every week player. For me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to have his, his ability at a flex position, being able to, that was a good play. I don't know that, I, I I don't know that I like Golden Tate a lot, but he was
2: I mean, he seven catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. So really, uh, at the end of the day, old, he I was in a I great could matchup. <laughs> yeah. He could carry me into my home, he could carry me to the restaurant. Yeah. The season the wide receiver ten in our league. And, you know, was dra- was drafted would not go well, but he ended up being one of my my better draft picks outside of my two uh, horse running backs.
0: Yeah, running backs. I mean he drafted him in the fourth the fourth round. It was easier actually a little earlier than I thought he drafted Yeah,
2: drafted him. Yeah, he did go earlier than I thought. I thought so, it was later.
0: Well that's what you've got on the notes. Yeah, that, um, no, that's
2: correct. I just for some reason was thinking he'd gone later than that.
0: So anyhow, um Golly, yeah, a ninety-nine point one, a thirty-nine point victory. I think when it comes down to it, you just we know that that Billy's just not a championship performer. He's been in two championships, and he's he hasn't yet put up more than sixty-one points. Yeah. in either championship. Granted, last last year should have some kind of asterisk. His team was terrible. Who
2: did he beat in the championship last year?
0: Uh, last year he beat uh, wasn't it Jeff Jeff House? Yeah, because okay. Jeff and, went boomer
1: bust in the draft, and
2: he just picked. Guys. He always does.
0: Yeah, but he I think he won that. It was less than sixty points. I think he won yeah. by like fifty something to forty something.
2: Yeah, it, it was ugly. I remember that. Yeah.
0: yeah, very much defensive matchup. So, with that being said, congratulations to make all you you listen to. <clears throat> so, Doug, if you prepared something, go ahead. Well, Tim, you know, things couldn't be better seemed to
2: bother me. And I'm walking around with a constant t- state of chub. First, completely ordinary gentleman, but also for leaving waiver settings such that I was un- I also want to thank the Reverend Stone, not only for bringing the mic for these playoffs, allowing me to face the next person I want to thank. The Fat Bottom Girlies championship matchup. We've never had a repeat champion of the League of Ordinary Gentlemen, but their cover buffer would put it. Your reigning defending champion of the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> really
0: good. Uh was good good speech. Um, hey, thank you for naming me. Changing, I don't know if I'm gonna change it anymore. <laughs> um anyway, let's go for a, a so well some blunder drops, maybe some blunder picks. Um what do you
2: Well my my pickup of the year I think we discussed this a few weeks ago but is is October and was just a stud down the stretch. He faltered a little bit at the end of the season but still and has all the talent in the world and and really as the season progressed they started giving him more and more touches
0: that, that was, was unbelievable. disgusting. Oh my it's,
1: goodness,
2: it's, yeah. that like stutter step just watch
1: it happen. And, like what is happening right now? He's, He's just a,
2: explosive. Yeah.
0: Unbelievably explosive. His his talent with him and Mark Ingram um it it's going to be, It could be an ex- Mark Ingram had an out in his contract. He won't
1: make it, but with that idea, like, especially, you know, if he goes,
2: Kamara's going to just blossom even more. Yeah. yeah. Where it just doesn't there's – there's so few guys in the league that can handle, you know, 400 – split the work if you have two good guys that you kind of believe in. So, well, it,
0: it will be interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's due a paycheck. I, I'm kind of with Sean on this. And, yeah. if
1: you weren't already willing for him to perform, and then
0: yeah, well, why not Drew Brees? Right. Drew Brees has all the all the ability in the world to throw. But he's due a paycheck this. Uh, week. But that was, I'll take that. I'll take that as a yeah. as a of I think we here. can all agree oh, on yeah.
2: that was uh, my season equal NFL equals NFL ratings dropping. Jameson Crowder eight to ten points a week out of anybody any receiver on your team, pretty much. You know the the way this year. Um, and Todd Gurley and maybe even Bell were about the only guys that seemed
0: to trust the process. He, he trusted the process and he, he followed up and, and ended pretty well. But Carson Wentz, um, getting him in, in free agency uh, and also maybe a keeper selection out of, out of Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. those are two guys that can really anchor a, a fantasy football team, I, I think, for next year. Really, Carson Wentz—you you you know what you're going to get every single week, and that's a that's a big that's a big challenge. Knowing that you're going to have a good quarterback every single week, because especially when you're when every every week when we're looking into this, our goal—I know the projections are like 17, 18, 19—but your goal is to get over 20 20 points out of out of a quarterback. Oh yeah, and it really helps to put things in in the right perspective. Carson Wentz is a guy that can get 20 points every single week. Yeah. So
2: it is a 15th round keeper.
0: Yeah, because I believe yeah he was a free agent. He was a free Mm -hmm. agent pickup. Um, That's huge. That's a, I mean, to me is a is a great. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great pickup.
1: The the whole system is perfect, right? He has a security blanket, and Alshon Jeffrey locked up for four years now. He's got viable receivers, Nelson Aguilar is a mm -hmm. threat and a weapon. Um, And then I just I really admire Philadelphia for trying to copy uh, the Patriots Mm -hmm. and just like. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you who's our number one yeah. because I'm gonna play them all,
0: and you'll yeah. see
1: you'll see who's the number one when he beats you. In
0: yeah, the running back again. It hurts especially. hurts fantasy guys like Jay Ajayi, right? Um, who have the ability to be one of those. I feel like one of those big time carry guys. Yeah. Um. So it hurts his value, especially when you when you keep him in a league. But
1: but they don't care about fantasy. And they don't care okay. about fantasy, and that's okay because yeah. they're getting a paycheck.
0: Yeah. I guess so is Doug. This Doug's actually getting a paycheck this year too. Um, I do want to say my draft blunder of the year. And Doug, we talked about this and you saw it coming, but not drafting um <laughs> not drafting Kareem Hunt one pick later. So for all you guys who don't know, looking at the draft, we we kind of coming forward, but pick you can't keep first and second round keepers because of how they jump. Um Doug had the number, the number 10 pick, no, the first pick in the draft. Pick the first, first pick in the draft. Which which was, a was a, which was his first blunder, because he with. had his keeper with Le'Veon Bell. Um, and it gave me the ability to uh, to take the last pick, which gave me the number 11 pick, um, when I kept Antonio Brown. But, so he keeps Kareem Hunt, or he takes Kareem Hunt as the number 20 pick, this the last pick of the second round, and then goes and takes Isaiah Crowell in the first pick of the third round. Mm-hmm. Literally, the easy swap from... Just changing that around, making Crow your second pick, your second round pick, and Kareem Hunt, your third round pick, you have a keeper for next year. Yeah. And now uh, your keeper selections aren't as good as what you thought they were. By not as good, you mean <laughs> I have none.
2: <laughs> currently, <laughs> currently,
0: my best option
2: is keeping uh, a kicker as a free
0: agent. So. Yeah, I mean, he was a kicker who outscored a lot of points. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, but that that's probably the direction I'll go because I don't want to waste an early round pick on someone I don't really want to have.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, but that was that was my blunder of the year. Um, just because mm-hmm. we literally have been talking about that since I think week two or so three. So mm-hmm. um, I thought you took him in the third round, but well, you didn't.
2: I was so salty about it earlier <laughs> in the year, and it's kind of waned a little bit. But. Yeah, well,
0: when you when you use a when when you have a uh, a championship in your hand and a ring on your finger, all things go away. Yeah. Who was I think it was? Was it Lombardi that said nothing hurts when you're winning? Something like that. I don't know. Well, he's right. I don't I've know. heard it a couple times. It I may not been Lombardi. High. I made it completely made it up. I've heard it somewhere. Um. So anyhow, um. Any other year in review things going on? You guys have anything else? Any other stories or uh, my, free agent bus? The only trades we had a, yeah, wait, a lot was, of trades. That was the only other one, one I wanted
2: to get to. My my trade of the year was. Uh, um. Zeke's trust-the-process team getting Gronk for McCaffrey and uh, really ended up kind of hurting Stone coming into the playoffs. Uh, after that trade, Gronk outscored McCaffrey by 19 points despite being suspended for a game yeah. and really went off in those you know, last week of the regular season, first week of the playoffs, second week of the playoffs. I believe. Or no, he missed the first week of the playoffs. Yeah. And then went off in the second week of the playoffs. Yeah. So, which McCaffrey did as well. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I had just
1: finished reading Trump's book and uh, I was hungry to make a deal. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh,
2: just, just didn't quite work out. Just couldn't just no. do it. Yeah. it. It was, I mean, having Kelsey, I understand why you did it. I thought it was a good trade at the time. It's just Gronk went berserk the last five weeks of the season. Yeah. yeah.
0: And to be honest, actually looking back, there weren't that many trades this year. I just think there were a lot offered. Yeah. Um.
1: I try my best. Yeah. To offer I Sean, as much
0: possible. I think Stone and I talked weekly about trades. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Potentials. It's, who was it's in? Fun, who was out. It's fun to make it, but only a couple were made. It looks yeah. like. You and I
2: tried to make a deal for a running back at one point, but we just couldn't come to anything. With... We
0: did make a deal later. We traded – Yeah, Crowell I traded the Golden for Tate for, that's Tate, that's for Isaiah right. That's right. What's well, looking back, I mean, holding Crowell had a, had an okay at the back half of the season. Yeah. I traded him away later, him and Alex Smith for Jordan Howard, which ended up being not the trade I wanted because yeah. Jordan Howard turned out to be a guy that – I don't know, he fell apart. But it's because but, he, didn't have a, he didn't have a pass offense Yeah, either.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean – Granted, he will be something
0: great, but I, I think the best trade of the year has to go to Christian McCaffrey and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I think that was the most equitable trade. It helped both sides. Yeah, um, I mean it.
1: You know, if, if Gronk Zeke, and
0: Kelsey if, both if, in your in your lineup, yeah, it's yeah. just weighing you down,
1: right? And if Zeke would have taken his suspension earlier, yeah, that would have changed a lot of what I was targeting. Yeah, you know, and I was really trying to peddle Julio Jones as the season shows.
2: I should have been trying to yeah. get him off of my roster. Um, he's yeah. just so terrifying for people to trade for because, yeah. like, you know, he's going to score fifty one week, and then he's going to go six, seven, eighteen, four. And I think it was
1: the week after the trade deadline that he did the fifty-yard yeah. or
2: the fifty-point game. So,
1: woohoo!
0: Yeah. yeah, no, he was. He he's a guy that he's got all the talent and the and the ability, but. I don't know what his, his target share felt like was still there. He dropped a lot. Is he yeah, dropped a lot dropped of balls this year? I didn't watch a whole lot of his games this year. I was watching the Browns go yeah. in 16.
1: He, he dropped a lot of balls, but at the same time, Steve Sarkeesian is not an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, he is. Like, that's his job title, but he shouldn't be. Right. Right. Um, so I don't understand how he even got the job offer when he's the last game that he was offensive coordinator for. He lost yeah. in a very big way. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah, and they... Uh, well, he's probably drunk. He, he might have been. Uh, I would be. The Falcons' offense <laughs> slowed down a lot this year. They weren't running as many plays, and they don't ever target Julio in the red zone, which yeah. makes absolutely zero sense zero to not sense. target this, like,
0: well, cyborg. They, he's
1: bigger than some tight ends. Well, yeah. well, they also had, like,
0: last year they had what I think was probably the best offensive coordinator in football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, well, we see certainly. what happened with him this year with Jimmy G. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once he gets who he likes, I love him as a coach. He the one year he coached in Cleveland, they've all been a disaster. But he had offense cooking. I, yeah. I love his offensive schemes, and I think, again, one of the reasons I'm excited about San Francisco is I think he's a fantastic coach. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I but it's it's tough to go from him to a guy like Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah. Um. I think Sarkeesian. Had a name, and then he was at Alabama. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like he's just kind of living on his laurels a little bit. Well, then they,
2: him, and Dan Quinn have those ties from back when Dan Quinn was yep. with Seattle, and they were both in the state of Washington. So, yeah, did yeah, not work
0: out. Not, not for him. Um, anyhow, so we'll we'll go I'll, on. Although it wouldn't surprise me if he's still.
1: Offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons next year. Oh, he's yeah, not kidding. There, would, there's no way they kick him either. after one year.
2: There's yeah. no way. They should, but
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, they should do a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the
2: Browns should fire Hugh
0: Jackson too. But oh my goodness. How does he still have a job? 1-31. Especially. 1-31. He literally came out and said. I don't see and how. I, and I, I quote this from Hugh Jackson. This is what he said. I don't think anyone could come in here and do this job and go 1-31 and still be bought into this program. Well, I have I wanna do a counterpoint. I could go coach the Cleveland Browns to a one in thirty one record and still want that job. Yeah. Like anybody in America could I'd like have, to could have done the job Yes. Yeah. Anybody in here. America. And then he didn't hire a he didn't hire a, an offensive coordinator. And his excuse for that? Well I knew I was in the hot seat. I didn't want have to have to fire somebody else or have somebody else take the blame for our losses. Hmm. Hey Hugh, don't call your own plays. You're not good at it. His yeah. play calling was horrendous this year. I mean, third and seven, and we're throwing screens. If we even got to third and seven. And he
2: just put way too much on Kaiser's plate. Like, you can't have a rookie come in and ask him to do what you were asking Andy Dalton to do in Cincinnati. You've got to slow things down, give him easy reads. I mean, they didn't win, but at least the Bears, like, didn't destroy Trubisky's confidence in his first year. Well, I mean, and
0: and look at – Look at look at the quarterback's room. The quarterback room was Deshaun Kaiser, Cody Kessler, and Kevin Hogan. Yeah, you know there's no veterans in that in that locker yeah. in that in that QB room. You can put Hugh Jackson in there all you want and say he's the quarterback whisperer or whatever. The dude doesn't play. Yeah, you got to have a veteran in there. I don't care if it's Brian Hoyer. I don't care if it's, um, I mean, Josh, got, McCown? Josh McCown. Yeah,
2: or uh, Orlovsky, whatever yeah, his name Vlosky, was. I
0: mean, yeah. anybody. Yeah, you got to have a veteran in the room to say. To slow it down for him. Yeah. He can't study all the film all by himself. You gotta have a guy there. And I really think the Browns are failing their their young quarterbacks who have all the ability to be good. I think Deshaun has all the ability to be a good a quarterback in yeah, the NFL. I, think so too. I don't know if he's gonna be a star, but to be a good quarterback in the NFL, but you gotta have somebody there. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not a proponent of drafting a new quarterback this year. I'm proponent of bringing in a guy who can play and teach Kaiser how to play a game. Yeah. Because right now, it it's in shambles, and if they go after Josh Allen or Rosen or God forbid they draft this Sam Darnold kid, who to me is terrible, um, or Baker Mayfield.
2: Oh, please don't draft. Baker. He's a winner. <laughs> Except he lost. I'm going
0: now. They're going to draft Baker Mayfield number twenty-two. They're going to they don't, even, they don't mm-hmm. even have that pick, but they're going to trade to it because that's where we decide to to draft <laughs> bad quarterbacks. Well, you'll Brandon Weeden, Johnny Manziel, Brady Quinn, all twenty, all pick number twenty-two. Yep. None of them are in the NFL anymore. Brutal. I'm just,
2: wow. I'm
0: going to get off my soapbox now.
1: No, I kind of like it because, <laughs> you know, the Panthers are in the playoffs. And yeah. The Browns are 0-16. So, I mean, the, I'm cool the with Panthers, watching you steam. The Panthers are good. No, no, no. Talk how bad the Browns are.
0: The Browns are terrible. Yeah, there we go. And, and actually, if you – I know the I, Panthers I are at, good, but yeah, I like I looked to at how history. Bad the Browns are. I looked at history. Uh, the last team to go 1-15 – was the also the last team that went 0 oh, 16. Then the next year, 2 and 14. So I'm in for a long haul, guys. Uh, I don't know if they have the picks that, that we had in Cleveland, but. You're it's, committed. It's not, I'm committed. Yeah. But you know what? When we do make the playoffs even, I'm going to be the happiest guy on the planet. Yeah. You'll be like the Bills fans. Yeah. Oh, did you, did see, you see the video of that oh, guy? I saw, uh, there? Oh, awesome. Oh, man. He went, I think he scared his kid, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's our year and our, our year in review, our our pickups, our drops, our trades, uh, draft blunders. If you guys have any more, uh, you can go ahead and say them. But um, let's get into let's get into. You want to do this, the stone speech, or do you want to do you want to go into keeper talk first? Let's uh let's go into keeper talk. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's yeah, go yeah, into yeah. keeper talk, and we'll we'll keep you guys in the dark on a little bit of news a little a little while longer. So Doug went and nicely put together some best keeper options for people this year um and let's let's just go and name some of the best of them unless you want to go down and name each team nah let's um, just
2: let's go to, maybe go through a few teams
0: yeah so I, some of the best keepers I think I already hit one was trust the process with being able to keep uh, Carson wentz in the fifteenth round that's probably one of my favorite keepers of next year if he decides to go that way yeah, I
2: like that one a lot
1: well, I mean he also has a decision on his hands with. Juju Smith Schuster, but obviously the quarterback who can who's on the up and up is
0: And who's playing every single week. Yeah, Juju yeah. Juju's also got this guy named Antonio Brown on his team. Yeah. Um uh, who takes Bell. I mean, who sucks third a option. lot of targets. Right. That's
1: true, but I mean, but, Juju is broken out with the presence of Brown. No, he has. So he has. I mean, like, he could still do it.
0: If you go to, if if a team goes like a team like New England goes and tries decides that they're gonna take mm-hmm. away Antonio Brown, Juju's yeah. the obvious choice.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, and Ben may retire after this year, too. He talked about it before this season. Mm-hmm. And I think it depends
0: on what happens this year. If yeah. he gets close to the playoffs, if he gets close to the Super Bowl, I don't think he does it. If he wins the Super Bowl, I think he rides out like John Elway and Peyton Manning. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, another keeper I like a lot, and you guys, obviously, you're probably going to roast me for this one, but Josh Gordon, he's going to be kept uh, in the 11th round. Yeah. Like, I know that the team wasn't good this year, but Josh Gordon coming off of – a three year break look like a matchup proof wide receiver. Yeah.
2: I mean for, for Sean he's a no brainer keeper because he can pull for him all year and he is good value in the eleventh round. I mean to be yeah. determined, terrible coaching situation. Quarterback play is questionable at best. But I, But I they think, have a
0: good exec team now. A new GM and they just pulled an exec from uh, and excuse me, I don't know his name, pulled an exec from Green Bay. Yeah. Who's who has shown ability to scout the Southwest, pick up guys like Aaron Rodgers. So hopefully he can bring some talent in. So I, I mean, I think the execs are in there can are good.
2: Yep. Well, one of the other ones I really like is uh, Muffin Stuffers with Zach Ertz in round eleven. I think. Well, it'll be round nine. Round nine, but, but yeah. I uh, I like that value a lot. What a great place to take a tight end. You yeah. know, a top three <laughs> tight end. Yeah, I mean, for real. A no, top three right. tight end is going to go,
0: go he's gonna go, He's going to be a four, third, third, fourth yeah. round. Yeah. You're getting a lot of value out of that pick. Yeah,
2: yeah that, that's great there. Um, let's see. I like Melvin Gordon as a uh, fifth-round keeper for the No Talent Ass Clowns. He finishes the RB5 on the year, and it's just super consistent. He also could go with Adam Thielen in round nine. Those are both good options. Um so yeah, I mean there there's some really good keeper options. Billy is going to have a, I mean he, I know he's going to keep Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you got to as got a free
0: to, agent. You've got to run with Deshaun Watson. I feel like in the 15th round because of what he showed this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: but Nuke in the second round is a great keeper. as that well. That is a great because he mean, is a lock for a first round pick. Yeah, put but that would you, that would man, you that rather have?
0: Would, but the thing is, say say somehow he ends up with the number one pick. Yeah. And he takes and he his keeper's Nuke right on the as a. Yeah. A, a, who are you going to go with now? Because you're not going to get Watson a nuke right now. If he keeps, if he keeps Watson, he's got the ability yeah. to go and get nuke. Yeah. But if, if he keeps nuke and ends up like, there's just not a whole lot of chances. I don't feel for him to get a guy as good as Deshaun. Watson. No,
2: I, I totally agree. I mean, I would keep Watson if I was in his situation. But it is, uh, it is tough to let nuke go when you've got him as a keeper option, knowing he'll be a first round pick next year.
0: Yeah. No, you're you're definitely right. And um, I'm gonna go ahead and say because nobody else was Alvin Kamara as my last Ooh. as my, my last guy is gonna be an amazing pick. Um and then but another another good one, Stone's got Zeke in the first round if he wants him next year. Yep. He's got some some good options, but he can also take Ingram in the fifth.
1: I was about to say, especially if Ingram gets dealt, he's gonna get dealt to a team that needs a running back. So I mean yep. he'll be the number one, like we were talking earlier, if he gets dealt. If not, I mean he still put up points this year yeah. with Alvin Kamara right next to him
0: yeah but i mean if he gets dealt what do they what do they deal what do they need there what are defense maybe or I mean I feel like if you're gonna deal another with guy that, another guy on the opposite side of, of it would probably be, Thomas
2: it would probably
1: be for draft picks if I had to guess right either you know. either draft picks or throwing a pick for a quarterback yeah you know because the end is near
0: yeah no i mean i, I could breezes. definitely see them trading up and getting a guy maybe going a guy like Josh Allen out of Wyoming Who's a proven gunslinger, but he's a little raw, and I think you can get him a little later than people want to people want to take him. Well, especially
2: um, since Billy met Drew Brees a few weeks ago. The Vortex oh, that's Vortex. Nice job, over. Bill. Uh, Drew Brees is, His is, in for is, a rough, is in
0: for a rough couple of years. Mm-hmm. Golly. Um, yeah, and then I, I, we talked about this too, but no talent the no talent masclowns has have, have a, a couple you talked about Gordon, but yeah. Cam Newton and <clears throat> Cam Newton maybe in, in round six. Um Hogan in round eight, and then Adam Thielen in round nine. Yeah. So he's got a, a a good selection of keepers there available as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah let's go into some proposed changes for next year. So all the people who who don't listen to this podcast will be surprised next year. Um, things that we're going to talk about at the draft. I'm not some of these positions, some of these things I will, but uh, talk. I will probably make a decision on my own. Um, we are going to trade. We are going to change how we do waivers. I don't know if it's going to go. Free agent acquisition, or if there's some kind of um, there's some kind of waiver option to where it just scrambles it up, or I don't know what it is, but reverse order of, of people that are good, I don't necessarily like. It does let teams like uh, Sean Stone come back from what a one and four start, one and five start. Um, guys like trust the process, things like that. Uh, it it does open that up if it does reverse order, and I get that that creates strategy. competition. It's strange. It, yeah, it creates competition, but there's other ways. Sucker. Um,
2: I just think with when you do free agent free agent acquisition budget, every player in the league has the opportunity to get whoever they want on waivers. You know, like yeah. if there's a guy you want, if if Sean Guida decides I'm getting Josh Gordon and he happens to be on waivers and he wants him, he can go get him. Yeah,
0: you know, it's it, if it's, you're willing if you're willing to pay for him,
2: right? If he's willing to pay for
0: him, so and he and he has the option to do so. That. We are going to make a change. I don't know what it's going to be. I'll have more information on the draft at that one. Um, one I feel of, like
1: one of the things is everybody should put a bid in, and they should all wrestle for it. Since that's how we pick draft order, they should physically <laughs> wrestle for the waiver the, acquisition. The
0: draft order, I will say, and I'll give Sean—I've given Sean, Sean, got plenty of props on this. I wasn't really a believer of, of the wrestling match the first time he did it. It's fantastic. I love the wrestling match. It's so match. much fun. It's wonderful it uh, so much seeing your guy run in first. I think I ran in like third this year, and I still ended up with like yeah. second to last. Yeah. So that was that was wonderful. Um, but we are going to change that up a little bit. So add a wide receiver spot and remove a bench spot um, that is a there's, uh, there's that there's also we could add a flex spot yeah and re- remove a bench spot. Um, I, do,
2: I think we're we're one active spot like away from you know like we shouldn't be in situations where you're benching. Michael Thomas and a. Yeah. 10 Where where you're know. where you're either going to start Keenan Allen or Michael Thomas? Right. That would have changed
1: my
0: entire changed season. changed the oh season. Uh, changed a lot of things. I mean, right. heck, there, there was one there was one week I left Michael uh, two yeah. weeks I left Keenan Allen thirty points on the bench. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think
2: just swapping like, let's say a flex and a in a bench. Is the better option than just adding a roster spot because then waiver wire yeah. is just that's ten uh, more players that come. Another
0: another option that I liked that another league that we did was adding they, a kicker spot, getting rid of the kicker spot altogether. Oh yeah, not did two we, kickers. No, we got oh. rid of kickers and added another flex spot in that. So it takes it does the same kind of thing, but kickers are I mean now this year they won a lot. Yeah, and that would really screw Doug if I did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when, it, when it came to kickers. Correct, it was. But, um, so that's a that's a thought, something we can vote on. But one thing I definitely am going to do that you've got on here is do away with divisions. Um, it screwed up playoffs a couple times, and yeah. it's, it, the seating's never right. So I think I am going to do away with divisions and have one just long list. Um, tiebreaker points for not head-to-head. I see this both sides. I've actually had two different – um, argue both sides with me so far this year because yeah. it just depends on what happens I think if you go if we that's just tough to me yeah. um, no I, I can understand the uh,
2: justification for both we, so, we we talked about this earlier this year I think I lost head to head to Billy in like week three or something but I would have outscored him in like nine of the ten other weeks yeah. when, at the point we had talked about it so it's like but head to head yeah.
0: makes it fun because it's like hey, yeah I beat you right, so right. I, get, I get ahead. Of I, you. I totally understand. Um, I,
2: I kind of like when I went through and put these out there. I kind of ordered them in like yeah. my in my opinion most important and to then least important.
0: Remove missed field goal points for for outside forty yards. I do like that. Also, one of the things I am going to do is when we change scorings, we did you get minus for missed field goals, and then you actually get a minus for missing a field goal. So. Maybe a one, minus one point play was actually minus two point play. Yeah. Um. So one of those is going to go away. I I definitely. So it'll probably you'll yeah. probably get minus one for missing missing a field goal. Um. I do like how it's tiered though. Like if you make a fifty pluser, that's a five point. Yeah. Four. I like that too. Yeah, you know yeah. stuff like that.
2: I just think like missing you know conditions are so variable. Like you miss a forty eight yard kick, you know, in Green Bay in the wind when it's. Ten degrees outside. You shouldn't like, get penalized. You shouldn't, for shouldn't that. lose two <laughs> points for because that. not everybody's out <laughs> of military. Right, 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 right.
0: So, and then the last but not least, eliminate yards allowed bonuses for defenses or special teams.
2: Yeah, I put that in there. I just noticed. Yeah,
0: that. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's so because I like having defenses be able to come back and and make yeah. and it's always fun to be like, yeah, I beat you by ten points because my defense put up thirty eight yeah, points. Yeah. Um, that it's just that's a fun way to be able to rub, rub the, things into people's faces.
2: That one was more. When when I looked at it, the reason I put it on there was more like, I think if you give up 400 total yards of offense, you lose like three points or something like that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But you can get in these situations at the end of the game where like you're up and your team is playing in prevent and they're just picking up all these meaningless yards and your team is losing points. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, that's why I put that on. There. Also, I mean, it. You know, it not having that in there because the team could drive to the to the five yard line fourteen times, right? And if you stonewall them every time, you're, you should probably get a little bonus yeah, for that, yeah. Instead of just losing out on yards. But anyways,
2: th- those were just suggestions that I wanted to throw out there.
0: Yeah, no, and those are all all things that you know I will have information on as we get closer to the draft. So come
1: ready to discuss.
0: Okay, yes, come yeah. ready to discuss. Come early so we can have this conversation. Uh, the draft location will be announced. I still have to finalize it with. With Jeff House, it's either going to be at my house here because um, Chris Seaman has decided to forego the league next year, um, so he he will be out, But uh, so it's not going to be at his house next year. The draft will either be at my house, which is where this podcast is coming from, we just moved in this week, I'm excited, or Jeff House's brand new Bond Street Wines in Spartanburg. Uh, he has TVs, all that kind of stuff, um, so a lot of, lot of stuff going on, so it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, he also is I just
1: like the selling point is there's TVs. Well, there's a TV, so, so
0: we have to project everything just yeah, like we normally no, do. To, the professionalism has to stay the same, and I need a draw. I want people to be want to be at the draft. Um, last but not least, before we get to Stone, I want to go over how we do how we're gonna do keepers, just so you guys remember that. Can't keep a guy more than twice. So if you kept him last year, you can keep him again this year, but you cannot keep him the following year. Every keeper does jump up two rounds, so we're going to reward people for good free agent acquisitions, and we're also going to reward for good drafting. Uh, so guys, just so you know, guys who are drafting the first and second round cannot be kept. Uh, we'll, we, we will re-go over everything. I will send out um, a recap to everybody before next season so that everybody knows exactly who, they're, who they can choose from, uh, and we can get that out to the league. But here's the final announcement for you. Uh, we are bidding farewell to Sean Stone. Um, he has he has made a, a farewell speech that you can listen to or not listen to. But um, we do want to say thank you to Sean Stone for being a part of the league. And, uh, and thank you for everything you've, you've done for the league, throwing terrible trade out, trades out there, making it difficult for anybody to win. Our one-time champion, Sean Stone, take it away.
1: Like a fiery Doritos, Slocos taco, I came into this league. A most desired treat for a rather hungry audience. Blazing through drafts depending on running backs and looking for the diamond in the rough receiver on the waiver wire and a fascination with dual threat quarterbacks. The likes of Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, and even Andrew Luck when he existed in our universe. Earning playoff contention every year, no worse than the sixth spot, and going deep in the playoffs rather often. I enjoyed your annual egregiousness. Sending you horrible trade offers was fun, only because you hated it so much. I never thought you would accept those offers. I just thought it would get the ball rolling on making a deal. Please do not take offense to my petty tactics. I am still just a boy among gentlemen. Of the things I didn't enjoy and would like to see turned around is the interaction. Isn't that what makes this game great? We have a hall pass to be nasty to one another. We have a freedom to demean and attest one another because we know it's all fantasy or that we don't really know the person that well which kind of makes it okay so taunt away the browns are always easy targets and the fact that this league is full of their fans still astounds me others are the donkey moves we all make them so go ahead and talk about them statistics can make anything true and as long as you are okay looking like a complete butthole your pride will never be shaken Accuse, taunt, cast all reputation away for the sake of a good stinger. So flame on, League of Ordinary gentlemen. Be just that. Be ordinary. Regular men coming together to do a regular thing. Be ordinarily vocal, as most of you have been extraordinarily tame and meek. Take an inventory of yourselves. Are you ordinary enough to be amongst the men in this league? Are you made of similar stuff? In a second... Be gentlemen outside of the halls of our league lead the life of a gentleman being kind and gentle being men of fierce ambition yet a calm resolve men who respect others regardless of differences and men who love compassionately the people and the world around them lastly be a league be a cohort of enemies yet allies here on this day of honor for the crows before hoes be a group of men in the trenches of life together Outside of our beloved messages to one another, do not troll the comment section of the internet. Please, dear God, do not be those people. Be men in the trenches of life, not the critic. I will leave you with this famous quote from our 26th president. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Thank you for your patience, your time, and at one point in time, your money. With that suggestion, I leave you. Onward, for a great destination. I leave you now for Kansas City, a city full of wondrous mystery and intrigue. Is it in Kansas or Missouri? We may never know. But know this, dear league mate, there are things a man can do and things a man can't do. One of the things this man can't do is participate from half a nation away because Tim is a dick. <laughs> Again, like the fiery Doritos Locos taco, I am leaving too soon. With the <laughs> with the expectation for a longer stint, I am vacated out of the bowels of this league. Expelled because of rules that only the Lord knows. Expelled quickly, yet still fiery. May I be the crap stuck to your shoe. May I be the stench that haunts your draft. May... My memory gives some of you a chuckle. I will finally leave you with a quote from our first President's Farewell Address that has been modified for our context but waxes eloquently (laughs) the emotions imprisoned by my outward constitution. Though, in reviewing the incidents of my participation, I am unconscious of intentional error. I am nevertheless too sensible of my defects not to think of it probable that I may have committed many errors, whatever they may be, I fervently beseech the Almighty to avert or mitigate the evils to which they may tend. I shall also carry with me the hope that this League will never cease to view them with indulgence, and and that, after five years of my life dedicated to this League's service with an upright zeal, the faults of incompetent abilities will be consigned to oblivion, as myself must soon be to the mansions of rest. With the utmost of sincerity... Reverend Sean Thomas-Stowe.
0: Yes, yes, as we all know, thank you, Sean, for being in the league. I do appreciate it. And there will always be a spot, hence you, if you move back from Kansas City. The rules do, do apply that if you cannot make the live draft, you cannot be part of the league because it needs to be a mainstay for the league. So I am sorry that the rules are hindering you from being in the league. I do want to, pre- to present you, though, with a trophy. Uh, just a thank you for being in the league For those who cannot see it, it is the trophy the I broke it that Sean stone broke uh, it was actually on top of my championship trophy last year uh, until uh, until it was replaced after my championship reign and the trophy was given away to Billy Baker.
1: you know it's really stupid. I broke this the day of the draft the day of the draft so I had it nice and it it was one it just sat in the corner of my house. Uh, on the floor, for a solid year. And then I broke it on draft
2: day, which made me really that was upset. Your,
0: that, maybe that was the problem. You put it on the floor. Mm-hmm. A championship trophy never t- never should touch the floor unless you're a Stanley Cup.
2: Must always be displayed on your mantle.
0: Correct. Much like the loogie, which we didn't get to, last but not least, the winner of the loogie, your your trophy will be coming next year. And that is the proud owner, is prison ready. Went 0 and 3 in the, uh, in, the, in the Loogie Bowl, the dead-ass last, prison-ready, your trophy will be coming to a place near you, and it must be displayed proudly. Thanks very much, guys, for a fantastic season. I appreciate it. Signing off, the last podcast, League of Ordinary, gentlemen. Until next season. So with the departure of Sean Stone, I did want to bring in and welcome Joe Bond to the fold. He's going to be anchoring a new team. Joe comes to us from other leagues, um, has won multiple championships, so he promises to be competitive. He also brings a a humoristic flair that should offer a good time uh, to anyone who participates in the league. It's our—it's my, I guess— Goal to make everyone better and it's my goal to make this league more enjoyable for everyone so I think Joe will do a wonderful job of that so with that, welcome in Joe Bond to the league and you guys will meet him at the draft um, thanks very much I don't know what his team name is going to be yet but I'm sure that you guys will enjoy everything he brings to the league thanks very much for playing guys and have a great week